Good Thursday morning. Millions waking up to damage from severe weather. And Al says the threat is not over yet. It's June the 15th. This is Today. Storm Zone. Tornado sirens blaring across the south, at least 10 touching down in three states. We all just had to hunker down and try to just ride it out. We are live in one hard-hit city, plus Al's forecast on the risk of even more storms and a dangerous heat wave impacting millions. Growing fallout. Republicans on the campaign trail scrambling in the wake of Donald Trump's indictment, voicing their concerns while trying not to alienate his supporters. I can't defend what is alleged, but uh, the former president has a right uh, to his day in court. While the attorney general breaks his silence and defends the case against the former president. We'll have the very latest. NBC News exclusive Richard Angle one-on-one with Ukraine's president overnight as the counteroffensive against Russia intensifies. His message about the war and the ongoing need for support from the U.S. Headed for trial, the subway rider arrested for fatally choking another passenger, indicted by a grand jury. This morning, the reaction from the victim's family and what the former Marine is saying about his actions. I acted in a way that would protect the other passengers, protect myself, and protect Mr. Neely. And where the high-profile case goes from here. All that plus, slow going, the ongoing traffic nightmare created by that collapse on I-95, impacting millions of drivers, and now the nation's supply chain. Just ahead, the new plan just revealed to rebuild one of the nation's busiest roads. Today, Thursday, June 15th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie. And Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning. Good to see you. It's a Thursday morning. Happy to have you with us. We're going to begin, though, this this severe weather across much of the country. A string of tornadoes tore through the south, taking down trees and damaging homes. Hundreds of thousands are without power as the region is now bracing for more storms today. Meantime, millions are facing another day of soaring temperatures. A rare June heat wave is hitting Texas. In some areas, it will feel like 120 degrees. And that wildfire smoke from Canada that choked the northeast last week, well, now it is impacting parts of the upper Midwest. Here's the scene in Duluth, Minnesota yesterday. The haze once again on the move. We've got it all covered, including Al's full forecast. But we will start in Warrior, Alabama with NBC's Kathy Park with the latest on all the storm damage. Hey, Kathy, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. Yeah, that severe weather stretch across several states, including right here in Alabama, spawning possible tornadoes as well as powerful storms. And this morning, many residents are waking up to damage like this. You'll notice this massive oak tree behind me is split right in half. Neighbors say that this happened at the height of the storm yesterday afternoon. Fortunately, no damage to property or even power lines. But residents say they are still on edge for what today will bring. A string of tornadoes carving a path of destruction through the south. The warnings ringing out as deadly storms touch down in Alabama and Georgia, tearing apart buildings, downing trees and power lines, and leaving roads impassable. 
overnight, more than 30 million Americans also in the path of a line of intensive, fast-moving windstorms. At times, gusts breaking 80 miles an hour. The trailer started wobbling real bad, so we all just had to hunker down and try to just ride it out. The fierce storms bringing lightning and damaging softball-sized hail in some areas. Blinding rain and flooding also backing up roads as more than 200,000 Americans dealt with power outages overnight. In the days ahead, soaring dangerous heat will also be a big problem, with millions under heat alerts today, sweating it out from Texas to Florida. In Texas, the heat reigniting worries about an aging power grid that fatally failed in a 2021 snowstorm, but has not experienced massive disruptions from a heat event, with cities like Miami also looking at a heat index around 105. The summer already off to a sweltering and stormy start. And with all those damaging storms from yesterday, tens of thousands of customers in Mississippi, Alabama and Georgia are still without power this morning. Meanwhile, folks in the Midwest are dealing with their own weather woes today, air quality issues. The smoke from those Canadian wildfires are shifting over. Yeah, yeah, a lot to be concerned about there in Warrior, Alabama. Kathy, thank you. Much to discuss with Al, who's got more on the storms. Anna Hayes, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys, and good morning to all of you. We are looking right now at a severe, uh, we've got a tornado watch through 3 o'clock from Mobile, Alabama, right, uh, Florida, all the way up into central Alabama. We're going to be watching these strong storms working their way through. So here's what we're looking at. Today, tonight, early afternoon, supercell storms develop from Georgia all the way into Oklahoma and Texas a squall line late in the day. We've got a moderate risk of severe storms. Oklahoma City damaging winds up to 80 miles per hour. Tornadoes possible. Two inch or larger pieces of hail falling from Oklahoma City, Wichita Falls, just north of San Antonio and all the way down into Florida. Tomorrow morning storms will give way to strong afternoon storms. Supercells developing. You can see that risk of severe weather from Little Rock all the way to Tallahassee. Damaging winds. Tornadoes possible. Again, that hail risk from Little Rock to almost Tallahassee for two-inch in diameter hail or more with possible tornadoes. And Saturday, it continues. Strong storms from West Texas all the way up into the Central Plains. The slight risk, tornadoes are possible. Now, the heat from Miami, Florida. We've got the heat advisories. We've also got heat advisories and heat warnings, heat watches, heat indexes up to 120 degrees from Sanderson all the way to New Orleans and a little further east. These temperatures today, records possible. New Orleans, Houston, Dallas, all the way down to Brownsville, Presidio, Texas. And look into the weekend, triple digits for Alexandria, Houston, San Antonio, Waco. Those guys are just air temperatures. You add in the heat index and it's going to be even hotter. Hoda. All right, Al, uh, thank you. Also this morning, fallout and reaction are growing to Donald Trump's historic arraignment in that classified documents case. It's the talk of the campaign trail as the former president escalates his attacks on those federal charges against him. NBC's chief White House correspondent Peter Alexander has the latest. Hi, Peter. Good morning. Hoda, good morning to you. We are now hearing from Attorney General Merrick Garland for the first time since Mr. Trump was indicted last week, saying that he has faith in the integrity of the investigation, that his appointment of the special counsel underscores the Justice Department's commitment to independence and accountability. And while not answering any specific questions about the case, Garland says that he's going to let the indictment and future filings in court speak for the DOJ. This morning, former President Trump locked in a battle with the Department of Justice as his indictment keeps dominating the 2024 race, with Mr. Trump repeatedly attacking the probe. 
The prosecutor in the case, I will call it our case, is a thug. Attorney General Merrick Arland responding in his first comments since this week's arraignment, defending special counsel Jack Smith, who he appointed. Mr. Smith is a veteran career prosecutor. He has assembled a group of experienced and talented prosecutors and agents who share his commitment to integrity and the rule of law. And now Mr. Trump's former chief of staff, John Kelly, a vocal critic, is telling The Washington Post that his former boss is, quote, scared expletive. For the first time in his life, Kelly says, it looks like he's being held accountable. The unprecedented criminal case is giving Mr. Trump, already the Republican frontrunner, a political boost among GOP voters. More than 40% of Republicans support him for the nomination, and three-quarters of them say the charges have no impact or make it more likely that they'll support Mr. Trump in the 2024 presidential election. Former Vice President Mike Pence, after reading the 49-page indictment, is appearing to take a tougher stance on the allegations and the Justice Department's decision to charge Mr. Trump. I can't defend what is alleged, but uh, the former president has a right uh, to his day in court. But on the campaign trail, the GOP candidates are now being asked if they would pardon the former president if he were convicted. His former ambassador, Nikki Haley, responding this week. I would be inclined in favor of a pardon. But Pence faced blowback on a conservative radio show for not answering. I, I just think it's premature to have any conversation about that right now, guys. I really Why would do. you? But hold on. To me, not answering is a no. We either stand by the rule of law or we don't. I just uh, what I would tell you is I think as someone who is what, what I'm hearing is you're fine with Donald Trump being I put in prison, sir. All of it a sign of how Mr. Trump and his legal challenges continue to overwhelm the Republican field. And new this morning, the Washington Post is reporting that in the fall of last year, one of the former president's attorneys wanted to approach the Justice Department to see if he could negotiate a settlement that would avoid any charges in this classified documents case. But the Post, citing three people briefed on the matter, reports that Mr. Trump rejected that idea after listening to other lawyers who wanted him to take a more combative approach. In a statement, the Trump campaign attacked the DOJ and accused it of trying to inflict political damage on the leading Republican presidential candidate. Hoda and Savannah. All right, Peter Alexander for us there in D.C. Peter, thank you. NBC News has learned the man arrested in that chokehold death on a New York City subway nearly six weeks ago has now been indicted by a grand jury. That's according to multiple sources familiar with the case. NBC's Stephanie Gosk is covering the story for us. Stephanie, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. Daniel Penny was charged with second-degree manslaughter last month, and now the Manhattan DA's office appears to have a grand jury's approval to move forward with a trial in a case that has drawn national attention. A Manhattan grand jury has indicted Daniel Penny, the Marine veteran who choked a homeless man to death on a New York City subway, according to two sources familiar with the matter. The 24-year-old is facing a charge of second-degree manslaughter. In videos released Sunday by his legal team, Penny says he was defending himself and others on a subway last month when he put 30-year-old Jordan Neely in a chokehold because he says he was acting aggressively. Neely had a history of mental illness. I knew I had to act, and I acted in a way that would protect the other passengers, protect myself, and protect Mr. Neely. Penny says Neely had been making threats and harassing passengers on the train before the altercation. The three main threats that he repeated over and over was, I'm going to kill you, I'm prepared to go to jail for life, and I'm willing to die. The Marine veteran says he was only trying to restrain Neely, not kill him. I used this hole to restrain him, 
And I did this by leaving my hand on top of his head to control his body. You can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest, indicating that he was still breathing. But when first responders arrived, Neely was unconscious. He was later pronounced dead at a hospital from what the medical examiner ruled compression of the neck. At the time, Penny was only questioned by police and released. Leading to widespread protests across the city until his arrest nearly two weeks later. In a new statement, lawyers for the Neely family say Penny's indictment is the right result for the wrong he committed. Adding any reasonable person knows choking someone for that long will kill them, and that Daniel Penny did not have the right to be the judge, jury, and executioner. Attorneys for Penny say they are confident a jury will find that his actions on that train were fully justified, as the controversial chokehold case now heads towards trial. If convicted, Penny could face up to 15 years in prison. For now, it's unclear if the grand jury voted to indict Penny on any additional charges. Typically, the full indictment would not be unsealed until his next court date, which is in July, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Steph. Stephanie, thank you. A lot more to get to. We bring Craig to the table. Hey, Craig. Hey, good morning. Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. Some new developments this morning tied to that fiery interstate collapse in Philadelphia with parts of I-95, one of the nation's busiest roads, Closed for repairs, traffic in that area remains snarled, and all of it is starting to impact the supply chain. NBC's Emily Ketta has been covering the story all week, joins us once again from Philly. Emily, good morning. Hey there, Craig. Well, the biggest question remains unanswered at this hour. When will drivers be able to return to this section of I-95? Officials did shed some insight around how a temporary road could help drivers regain access before they complete the overpass, assuring that crews are working around the clock. You can see just how far already construction has come from a few days ago. This morning, the rush to rebuild a critical northeast artery completely turned to rubble after a fiery tanker crash in Philadelphia over the weekend. Once crews finish clearing out hundreds of tons of debris, they will begin backfilling the massive gap and paving six lanes of roadway as a temporary solution. Eventually, they plan to construct a permanent overpass around it. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro says crews are already ahead of schedule, but would not give an estimated timeline for when drivers will be able to return. We realize this is a challenge for motorists. That's why these guys are working their tails off to get done as quickly as possible. Of the 160,000 vehicles that rely on the now-severed section of I-95, roughly 14,000 are trucks, now facing more than 40 miles of detours, driving supply chain disruptions. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg on the ground earlier this week. Economists warning that this closure could push up the prices of goods. What's the level of urgency in getting this rebuilt? If a route is disrupted, or if it's longer, or if uh, trucks have to wait, that finds its way into the cost of goods. Delivery driver Robert Thompson typically relies on I-95 five to ten times a day. Now, he says, familiar routes are taking twice as long to travel. How does this complicate your job? In every way, because we depend on roadways to get where we got to go. We're a same-day carrier. We need to get somewhere fast and on time, and if we can't, then we might lose a customer. Backlogs building on local roads and surrounding highways impacting local commuters, too. All of the cars that would typically be on 95 are now on these back roads in northeast Philadelphia, where I'm used to just zooming around from house to house, and I'm having to allot much more time. 
as the collapse drives a new normal for the summer travel season. People who are going to travel need to keep in mind is some advanced planning. Consider traveling during off-peak times. And NTSB investigators say the company tied to Sunday's fatal crash was authorized to be transporting gasoline. It's still not clear why driver Nathan Moody lost control before crashing. So, Craig, still more details to come. All right. Emily Ketaforce there in Philadelphia. Emily, thank you. Let us go over to Al. Get the rest of the mm-hmm. forecast on a busy day. All right. Well, out west, you folks are going to have a gorgeous day. Plenty of sunshine, seasonal temperatures. Flood watch, though, into the western plains. Severe storms as you get down more into the central plains. Heavy rain down through the Gulf. We're going to be watching. Watching that hit or miss showers, and we're going to take a look at that smoke condition coming up in the next half hour. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Uh, still ahead, a story you need to see if you are so frustrated by those hidden fees that they add to everything from your hotels yes. to your concert tickets. Kaylee Hartung, she's got some good news for consumers. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, guys. We have all been there, right? You rush to grab a ticket to a big game or a concert or buy a plane ticket. The price is already high and then bam, you are hit with extra fees that you did not expect. Well, now the White House is cracking down. Coming up, we will tell you about the plan to make pricing more transparent. Guys, also Mm -hmm. a jaw-dropping story has to do with artificial intelligence. We're going to take you inside how the technology is being used in phone calls with voices. It puts a a new twist on a disturbing scam, what to watch out for, Mm -hmm. how to avoid becoming a victim. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, let's go. We're back. It's Thursday morning with the summer season here. Now, millions of Americans are headed out to concert venues. They're going on vacations, fun activities that sometimes and often include additional charges that sort of Uh, pop up. Oh, yeah. Uh, But there's some good news this morning. Today, a new plan being unveiled to make pricing more transparent. NBC's Kaylee Hartung is on the story for us. Kaylee, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. You may have already noticed some of these changes. When you go to purchase a concert ticket or hotel room on some sites, the base price and fees all in one place before you head to checkout. Well, this afternoon, the president is set to hold a roundtable with private companies now agreeing to post the full price of everything, hoping to save consumers from that sticker shock. Many Americans are sick and tired of so-called junk fees, those hidden extras that are often tacked onto everything from hotels and airfares to concert and sports tickets. My ticket cost me $647 plus $200 in fees. These extra expenses, leaving fans of big stars like Taylor Swift in a haze this summer. 
Some turning to social media to vent about the steep fees to see their favorite artists live. Two regular tickets for a Drake concert cost over $1,000. Oh wait, no they don't. It's just the service fees. One government study suggests primary and resale sites on average add 27% and 31% on top of the ticket's price respectively. This morning, President Biden amplifying his call for transparency, meeting with representatives from several companies, including Live Nation Entertainment, SeatGeek and Airbnb, all of which the White House says have committed to end surprise fees by fully disclosing fees to consumers up front. Something he first tackled in his State of the Union. We're tired of being played for suckers. The excess charges, one point of focus of a hearing on Capitol Hill in January as senators press Ticketmaster's parent company Live Nation about them. Recent study found that for some tickets, it's as high as 75% of face value. And it's not just for shows. The White House says it's working to address junk fees in every sector of the economy, hoping to save Americans from shelling out nearly $65 billion extra dollars. The Biden administration says it's working with federal agencies to lower bank overdraft charges and a proposal to cut credit card late fees by 75 percent. The new rules would also require airlines to show the price for all extras, like checking a bag and even in-flight Wi-Fi. We're really trying to ensure is an honest marketplace where consumers know how much they're going to pay for a good or service and companies can compete on that basis. So we reached out to the companies mentioned in the White House's announcement. SeatGeek called President Biden's announcement an encouraging step forward. StubHub says it's working closely with Congress to pass legislation that applies a uniform standard across the industry. And Live Nation said it will launch all-in pricing come September. Kaylee, you know, everyone hates these junk fees. And in the meantime, what can folks do to protect themselves from these things? Yeah, well, for starters, pay by credit card, not a debit card. Some of these junk fees are actually easier to dispute with a credit card company. And make sure you read the fine print of stating the obvious before you hit pay. And then keep copies of all your receipts, agreements, emails, and text messages. If one of those extra charges pops up and you don't understand it, ask what it's for and get that clarification in writing. And if you feel that that fee is misleading or wasn't disclosed, you can file a complaint with the company, your state's Office of Consumer Protection, or the FTC. So you got options. Right? All right. Some good tips there. Thank, Thank you, Kaylee. Thank Phil you. Phil ahead this morning, which you need to know about a dietary supplement. It's going viral. Some people are calling it Nature's Ozempic. Mm-hmm. Is the hype real? Is it safe? Does it work? We'll talk about it all with Dr. Torres. But first, we have... Uh, Vicky here with a warning on a scam that's using artificial intelligence and it's pretty scary. Hey, Vicky. Hey, good morning, Hoda, Savannah, Craig. Imagine you pick up the phone and you hear a loved one's voice crying and begging for help. Of course, you drop everything. Not so fast. I'm going to tell you about some new voice cloning technology scammers are using to try to trick you out of your money. What you need to watch for. That's next right here on Today. 739 now this morning on our ongoing series, AI Revolution, an old scam with a new Mm -hmm. twist. That's a scary one, too. Con artists are now using artificial intelligence to convince people that their loved ones have been kidnapped in order to extort money. NBC's Vicky Wynn is here with details and also some tips to help us avoid being a victim of this scam. Scary stuff, this. It really is. Good morning, Hoda, Savannah, and Craig. Picture this. You get a call. You're convinced you hear the voice of someone you love on the line. They need your help, and they're desperate. 
The problem is that voice may have been generated using new voice cloning technology. It's cheap. It's easy to use. The FBI says victims of these schemes lose on average $11,000 each. So here's what you need to know to protect yourself. With just a few seconds of audio, new artificial intelligence software can clone a person's voice. As an actor, I pretend for a living. As an actor, I pretend for a living. And a scammer can make it say anything. The Federal Trade Commission issuing a recent warning that voice cloning technology is making family emergency scams more convincing. Just last month, several Oregon school districts warned parents about a spate of fake kidnapping calls. A recent global survey showed one in four people saying they've experienced an AI voice cloning scam or knew someone who had. I got a phone call from an unknown number. And so I pick up the phone and I say hello. And my daughter, Brianna, says mom and she's crying and sobbing. Jennifer DeStefano says she was convinced her 15 year old daughter, Brianna, had been kidnapped. And uh, she says, mom, these bad men have me. Help me, help me, help me. She fades off as man takes over the phone and says, Listen here, I've got your daughter. She says the scammer threatened to harm her daughter unless she sent him a million dollars. How much did it sound like your daughter? It sounded, I never doubted it was her. I, I had a full conversation with her. It was the way she cries, it was the way she sobs, it was the way she would respond to me. Jennifer was able to connect with her husband, who confirmed Brianna was safe. After warning her friends and neighbors, Jennifer says she's heard about hundreds of similar incidents. Whether it was a kidnapping, whether it was an accident, you know, they were in jail, all these different types of scenarios. We're going to have a completely new group of scammers and threat actors. Wasim Khalid is CEO and co-founder of Blackbird AI. I saw that some of these voice cloning programs are as cheap as $5 a month. And you can take someone's voice off of a social media video, use AI and make that voice say whatever you want it to do. Is that really happening? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the the revolution in AI over the last six months. The key takeaway here is generative AI is going to be the catalyst to drive misinformation, disinformation and warped realities further and faster than we've ever seen before. He says if you get a suspicious call about a family emergency, first authenticate the person by having them confirm information only you two would know. Have a private safe word for your family and have someone else call your loved one's actual phone number. Because with AI, what you see and hear is not always what you get. Jennifer DeStefano spoke on Capitol Hill this week. She's hoping Congress can find ways to help regulate artificial intelligence. In the meantime, it is really up to us to take those extra steps to verify the identity of anyone who calls or messages us. And soon it's going to be even more convincing when scammers start using videos to chat with their victims. It's coming. This is terrifying. I like the idea that you said of having a safe word. Like if you don't hear that word, then it's not your kid. That's important. Exactly. So this is affecting families, regular people, but it's also something that's affecting companies. This is wild. We talked to Wasim from Blackbird AI. He says he's known of instances where companies are getting fooled. Employees are getting a call from who they think is their boss. Hey, I need you to make this wire transfer. I need you to authenticate, you know, or approve this payment. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. So companies are now having to really educate their workers, take a beat, yeah. make sure it really is your manager who's calling before you 
authorize these payments. Well, and you can understand back to the mother how panicky she was listening to who she thought was her daughter. And maybe you're not picking up on all the clues because your heart's beating, you're scared and all those things. Exactly. And in her case, she told us her family had an incident with the kidnapping. So they were really on a heightened alert. But she said it was totally convincing. Yes. Yeah. So like as a mom, you're like, I would know my kid's voice. She yeah. said she cries like she her. Cries she like responded. This. It was an extended conversation. Four minutes. Terrifying. Takes no time. Wow. Thanks. Thank you, Vicki. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Let's get another check of the weather from the real Al Roker. Yes. <laughs> hey, guys, let's take a look. We got some smoke video from Duluth, Minnesota, uh, that uh, shows just what is happening. I mean, again, those wildfires that are going on up in Canada. Well, the winds have shifted now. And in fact, Minneapolis having its worst air quality day ever. Here's what we're looking at today as far as air quality right now. You can see it extends down. That's for ozone down through the uh, Appalachians. But we are looking right now, Minneapolis, 166. That's unhealthy. This is according to airnow.gov. Modern Duluth, uh, good in Des Moines, but uh, Madison, Wisconsin, unhealthy as well. And for today, 17 million people are at risk for ozone, Canadian wildfire smoke, unhealthy air for sensitive groups. And as we put the, the smoke forecast, you can see it goes from the Great Lakes down into the mid-Atlantic states. But by Saturday morning, most folks are clear. So luckily, this is going to be short-lived. And that's your latest weather, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Al. Just ahead, what we're learning about the plan to release Carrie Fisher's final film more than seven years after the loss of the Hollywood icon. Just ahead, you know we love a good debate on oh, pop yeah. stars. Sure. Like stir the pop star pot every now and again. Well, this morning, a good one. Tackling Rolling Stone's new rankings of the year's best Uh-oh. songs. Oh, okay. Oh.